Our guest today is Jerry Dreyer, a graduate student at UW-Madison. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Will you share with our listeners what you are studying and what your biggest project is right now? Sure. Uh, I'm in the uh, Department of Educational Leadership and Policy Analysis at UW-Madison, and we're looking at systems that support personalized learning. And our big project right now is a survey that we've developed. It's called the Mapping Personalized Learning Survey. That's a survey for teachers. It's based on the call survey, which is a previous survey based uh, for leaders uh, that looks at leadership practices. This looks at teacher practices in terms of personalized learning. What made you decide that this was what you wanted oh, to yeah. do? Perfect, thanks. Okay, <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in personalized learning and we visited a lot of classrooms. We've done extensive qualitative research looking at mm. what's happening in schools, interviewing teachers and leaders. I'm a former teacher myself. I did this for 11 years. Um, you go from school to school, you're going to see, in one school, you're going to see chickens running down the hallway. You go to another school, there's going to be a 3D printer in the corner where they're making satellite parts. Right. Um, it's going to look really different in a lot of places. So the question is kind of like, what is actually happening in terms of the instruction and learning? Right. And um, what's the, as a researcher, what's the difference in that between different classrooms, mm -hmm. different districts? Uh, different contexts, and then ultimately, is any of this actually working? Mm. So this is sort of a phenomenological study in a way where we're just kind of saying what is actually happening? What are the actual practices of personalized learning? So what have you found? Well, I spent quite a bit of time on this. Uh -huh. So some of this is based on our own experience, uh, reviewing the literature, and then also just our own observations. Uh, we started out with nine practices, and we built a rubric, mm -hmm. and we kind of test piloted this with a couple hundred educators, mm. about 200 educators, and we realized that two of them just weren't really part of the system, okay. and we got it down to seven. So they are uh, conferring with learners, uh, using learner profiles, uh -huh. um, designing learner pathways, mm -hmm. grouping students for learning, assessment for learning, using digital media for learning, and designing learning spaces. Mm. Okay. So those are kind of the seven, and they fit into kind of four domains, which um, if you look at various models of personalized learning, you'll kind of see these same four domains with different titles across it, almost every definition. Um, but they fit into those. What the survey does is it tries to um, map out where a teacher is on a continuum uh -huh. from being really traditional to really highly personalized across each one of those practices. Mm -hmm. So we ask between one and five questions about each practice. For example, about conferring, we'll ask, you know, first of all, is there time in the day for it? Because mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. schools, there's, it's just not built in. Every instructional minute is accounted for. Right? Conferring just cannot happen. Um, if, if it is happening, um, we want to know who's doing the talking, who's leading the sessions, who's designing the sessions, what's the purpose of those sessions. Uh, we use all this information to kind of generate kind of a picture of like what's happening with that practice. Right. And we can identify systematic constraints with it. Uh, areas for growth for teachers, and we just kind of generally get a sense of what's happening in the classroom. You've also said that this mapping project works for educational leaders also. Can, yeah. you, can you describe what that looks like a little bit for leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's three functions to the survey. So one is just to map it out for educators. So like an educator will take the survey and they'll get some feedback right away. Like it'll show you where you are on, on a continuum for each practice. Teachers can talk about that. They have data for that, and we know that that's how teachers get better at their, at their instructional practices, by talking about the practice mm -hmm. and using real data. 
Same thing for leaders. Educational leaders can look at this and see differences across grade levels, across schools. Um, you can separate out uh, different student populations. Uh, for example, are we serving students with IEPs differently than we're serving stu students without IEPs, or students of color, or students from different socioeconomic backgrounds? So it's really important to look at who's getting which practices. Anecdotally, there's a lot of evidence that personalized learning is typically used uh, for enrichment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in districts that have high capacity and high level of resources. Right. And then it's used re as a remediation in lower socioeconomic districts. And, mm -hmm. and those two, they both called personalized learning, but they look very differently in practice. Okay. And so that's one of the things that the survey tries to detect. So for example, in remediation, um, we see a lot of online um, independently paced curriculum or computer adaptive teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in a, a more enrichment environment, you're going to see more project-based learning. Right. Okay. Interesting. So how does that translate to not just realizing what I'm doing, but actually if I'm in a district that is, now I'm aware of these differences. Does, you, does this project give some ideas of where to go next? Yes. Uh, because we're describing the practices in terms of a continuum, when an educator gets uh, feedback from the survey, it kind of says, here's where your practice is and conferring, and here's what the next level looks like. So it kind of tells you right away kind of what your steps are to do uh, to grow that practice. And we envision this um, not as something that someone's going to take during their prep time, um, but it's something that's going to happen in a professional learning community. Right. Uh, we encourage discussion around this. Um, I think the teachers probably get more value just out of the discussion alone than they might out of their actual survey results, sure. per se. Um, we can see using this over time, so fall of the year, spring of the year, uh, over different uh, multiple years, yeah. and getting a baseline for that. Uh, we see teachers using this as an artifact. Um, in like their documented growth or, or portfolios that right. different districts require. And for example, it fits into Danielson's or whatever. Right, mm -hmm. right, yeah, for certification also, right, or professional yes. growth. And professional growth, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. So how many districts are you working <coughs> with right now using the survey, or is it more of a like voluntary individual? How is that working? Um, give us a call. Okay. <laughs> we are happy to do this. Uh, we've spent about a, uh, two years developing it up to this yeah. point. We've gone through beta testing. We feel pretty confident in uh -huh. the overall design. Uh, the current phase of it is we're, uh, from a research perspective, is we're looking at the, the statistical validity of it. Right. To do that, we need to get more, people, more people into it. Sure. So we're doing that. Um, ideally, um, we're doing it with uh, districts. We do it with schools. We'll do it with individual teachers. Um, it doesn't matter. It's free. Uh, hey. It takes an hour. <laughs> yeah. It takes an hour minimum to kind of take it and talk about it. We right. encourage maybe two hours. Uh, fits well into professional learning uh, sessions. Do you provide like a discussion framework for people? Yeah. You do? Yes. We yeah. have uh, uh, a companion that goes with it oh, with our, uh, links of resources for teachers and educators. Uh, kind of describes each of the practices and some of the design questions that go into each of them, yeah. typical constraints that are met by them. So when you initially set up these research questions, was this done with teachers and districts across the country, or more was it more localized to Wisconsin area? Uh, that's a really good question. 
Most of our partners are in the Wisconsin area, typically um, uh, partners through the Institute for Personalized Learning, yep. which I'll put in a big plug for. Mm -hmm. We've also worked with schools in Branson, Missouri, Bridgeport, uh, Massachusetts, also just because those are schools we have connections with. Mm -hmm. We're just reaching out now to Minnesota mm -hmm. and beyond. Uh, one of the reasons I'm here is to just find out what's happening in the southeastern part of the yes. country, yep. Yep. meet more people, and um, kind of get the survey out there. Um, we are finding um, already, just in the limited data we have, there is variation in schools, and we feel like the survey tells a story about each district, yeah. mm -hmm. which is interesting, um, both for the district and for us as researchers. Do you expect to find different results in different parts of the country? Uh, that's an open question. Uh, we know we'll find interesting patterns. Uh, we don't know if they'll be regionally based. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're guessing that there's going to be typologies of um, personalized learning or sort of tribes. So on one end you have kind of the uh, connected learning or um, um, uh, participatory culture end, which is kind of maybe a little more progressive. On another end you get sort of more of the... Um, Aurora or Inacol and which is a little more competency based and a little mm -hmm. more structuralist maybe um, but we're we're not really sure so that's part of part of the, the reason for doing this is, yeah. is to just kind of find out you know so we have some guesses but we'll wait for the data to come that's it sounds really interesting It'll be fascinating to see yeah because we we meet people from all over the country and doing different type of things and there's like common themes but it's definitely they're doing it differently and their own ideas and and you're right they you know they're latched on to like Institute of Personalized Learning or the Aurora Institute way or this way or that way or that way and they they get all their focus through these different places which all have common threads but I've never seen something that tries to tile all of that together as far as I know Courtney's got so, a look on her face. I have a look on my face. So I, it's making me think of just the, the connection possibilities also. So if I take this survey as a teacher in Maine, do I get access to see who else out there is practicing the way I am? Like, is there any kind of um, sharing of the data or the names? That's a, that's a question that's just emerged recently. Yeah. Uh, strictly speaking, as researchers with human subjects, we can't divulge any personal personal Fair. information. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, which is actually really important because we want teachers to feel really safe taking it. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not it's not evaluative. Right. It's descriptive of practice. Um, we're not saying that traditional practices are bad. Right. Um, we we love personalized learning, but if you're really highly traditional, you can still be a great teacher, and we recognize that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we don't want it to be evaluative. Although some districts have kind of asked us about that. Uh -huh. or it's sure. Interesting. clear yeah. the districts would like to that in some yeah. level. Um, however, but, but that same question has, has, has come up just at the district level. Like, wait, if I'm really good at something, how do people know? So that would be another, um, if there's any fund uh, grants people out there with <laughs> cash available, right, we, can, we, can, we can add this layer on. <laughs> Which I think would be, uh, which would build like um, network improvement campaigns, right. basically, right, right. Yeah. where we could take um, high-level people and connect them exactly. in different ways. Yeah. So you said the survey is free to take, mm -hmm. and anyone can take it. Yeah. How so, do, where do we go? How do we find it? Yeah, how do we find it, and how do we link to it? At this point, uh, you want to email me, and maybe you can give that in the podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, yeah, we can go from there. 
So what is your email? Oh, sorry. It's uh, gdryer, D-R-Y-E-R, at wisc.edu. Excellent. We will also put that in the show notes. Yes. Uh, and uh, contact Jerry if you're interested in this survey. Uh, Courtney and I are very interested in this, so yeah. we'll be doing it sometime shortly. Yeah. Uh, and let's add to that database. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. It's great talking. I'm